Image podcast listeners, it is I, Golden J, hanging out with three-time podcasting favorite Chico Noise, and 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 one-time podcasting Padawan. It is the Skywalker. There's no room for a master here anymore. Huh? <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it <laughs> until that very moment. Oh, yeah, you guys winded up, winded down, however you want to say it, the court well, of books and booze. Yeah, we uh, we used up our backlog and decided that it was just time. So no more, no more court of books and booze. Sad day. Yeah, it's been a rough week over here at the uh, Golden Mojo Entertainment Empire. Not only the court of books and booze walk away, but uh, the rejuvenation of the murderers walked away. No, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. We have plans. Plans. We'll see, we'll see what we can do with them. Got a plan. I got a plan. <laughs> I got a plan. Because I am the Emperor. You hear that, Vanilla Thunder? <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, rough week. Rough week at uh, the Golden Mojo Empire. We... Yeah, it was It was a good run for A Court of Books and Booze, but it was. I think it was definitely time. It was just... The way we tried to format it, I think, was too too much for for that specific podcast. So, multiple episodes on the same book. Yeah, that would have been the smart way to do it, like we did with uh, a Court of Thorns and Roses. But man, when we recorded those, they were you know eight hour episodes, so breaking them down took forever. Well, I can imagine. I can only imagine what that was like. Trying to figure out where to start, stop, and put in, and I don't know. But the United States Paranormal still going strong and about to hit <laughs> 100 episodes. And 100,000 downloads. And we're getting close to 100,000 downloads. So coming uh, this Wednesday, January 10, 2024, if you haven't seen the TikToks, the reels, or even the post on Facebook, uh, we will be doing a live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern um, on Podbean. And apparently, from my understanding, you can't chat using your desktop. You have to download the app on your phone. You can listen on your de- desktop, but you can't use the chat. Hmm. I'm not sure how that works out, but... Either way, I mean, you can still get on there and chat with us and and uh, 
and so on and so forth. So 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is either, um, the link will be in, uh, is on our United States Paranormal Facebook page uh, under the, the post that we put in there. The link to get to the live is in there, so that won't change. Cross my fingers unless something fucking falls apart. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to doing the live on Wednesday night. And yeah. then the call guys reach a hundred at the end. That was the first of February. Uh, first of March. First, first of March. So they're uh coming up right behind. Oh, sorry. Uh, two first, stop. Of, first of March. I don't know. Don't you have a schedule right there in front of you? <laughs> I do. It's, I literally have it written five different places. Okay, so 97 is on the 5th, 98, 99. So February 26th will be 100. There you go. February 26th. Call guys hit 100 episodes. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, I know, isn't crazy. That wild? Isn't that wild? I was going to count up one time how many, how many podcasts I've done in the last two years. <laughs> Too many. I've been a lot. It's a lot of talking a lot of my beautiful voice on the radio and all of me beautiful voice <laughs> a face for radio but I... guess what what you don't get to talk at all tonight today i don't I'm, ex- I'm excited i'm just gonna sit back and listen and uh, enjoy and um um watch uh watch josh allen throw interceptions after interceptions while i'm listening uh, i don't even want to talk about football you don't want to talk about football? No, I need the freaking Bears to win one game all season. <laughs> Colton. <laughs> one what, stinking game. That's what would have got Seattle in? That was the only, well, that and the Seattle win. But well, I mean, but did Seattle win? Yeah. Did they? 21-20. Listen, all I know is is that I needed Miami to win, Pittsburgh to win, and Jacksonville to win in order to watch the Buffalo Bills fall out of the playoffs. And yesterday we got uh, Pittsburgh law or win, which was the beginning, but that fucking Jacksonville boy, they those boys just looked absolutely terrible in today's Maybe. game. Yeah. So uh Kansas City's locked into the number three seed in the AFC. There was no going up, no going down. So just depends on what the uh, outcome of the Bills Dolphins game is. Is who we will be hosting in Arrowhead next weekend. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this is by request from my friend Chuck. He wanted to learn some more about what the Skywalker is going to talk about tonight. And this yeah. whole episode is dedicated to that. So let's begin. All right. So to start it off, I tried to put together a PowerPoint, but I had some massive problems getting everything in there to look okay. So what I'm going to do for the YouTube folks is I'm actually going to show the map and then do a step-by-step through each day. And then I'll send Golden Jay some pictures to post with uh, the show notes that go up with the episode so well don't forget you have to do that by tomorrow yes 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 (laughs) all right so uh you guys see my screen right Mm -hmm. yep 
Is that midget right. porn? Wait a second. What is that? No, that's exactly what it is. You <laughs> caught me. Hacked in Scott's computer. <laughs> so Friday, November 10th, 2023, we left our house and drove to Chicago to fly to Narita, Japan. So that flight, you technically lose a day because you're crossing the international dateline. So we arrived um, at Taipei for our layover on Saturday and then finished up and traveled to Narita, which is in Tokyo, and landed on Sunday, Sunday morning. Hmm. Um, so from there, on the first day, we jumped on a train in Narita, took it down to Tokyo Station which is like the main Tokyo hub and then jumped on the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train and took it all the way down to where we were staying in Osaka for the first week. And then we arrived in Osaka at our Airbnb after a six hour train ride at 8.04 PM. (laughs) So first day we arrived, we're like, we're tired. (laughs) So we just went to bed. No. Yeah. It's nine o'clock. Um, long day of travel. That the the bullet train is it's it's the fast train, so that's probably on a normal train a twelve hour ride. The bullet train travels, I think, what they say, two hundred miles an hour, and makes only a few stops between Tokyo and Osaka. So that's the way. If you're traveling anywhere outside of Tokyo, we highly, highly recommend getting a JR pass. That way you're able to jump on any of the Japan railways lines and you get, you can go anywhere that they go. Bullet train included, but you have to reserve your seats. Bullet train. Bullet train. How does it feel going 200 miles an hour? Um, You don't notice it in no. all honesty. It's, it's comfy enough that you you just kind of sit back, throw your headphones in, watch a movie, or do you know whatever you would do on a regular car ride or whatever that you can get away with just chilling. I I normally drive, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so from there on Monday in Osaka, we stayed just off of Mori Morinomiya Station. So we got up that Monday and we're like, let's go walk Osaka castle park, which is just uh, about three blocks up from our station. So we spent a good chunk of the day, uh, meandering through that park, which is absolutely incredible. Um, the castle is huge and yeah, it's just, it's a fantastic place to just go and sit and people watch. Um, we went up to the castle and all those will be some of the pictures I had saying gold J. And then we came up just north of castle park and ate at a restaurant called Graham, which uh, does uh, the big fluffy Japanese pancakes. And then walked back down to our Airbnb. And then that night we went down to Doton Bori, which is the, um, it's like the nightlife shopping center of Osaka. 
So all the like the big streets that are full of people, that's where you go in Osaka to to see all of that. And it's right on a river and live music every night. And it's just it's an incredible but extremely packed place to shop. And I think Nick and Amanda there got uh takoyaki, which is octopus balls. Just the balls? Just the balls. <laughs> so that was our first day. Um, I will say if you are planning to go, you are going to walk a lot. The, this was at least 10 miles worth of walking on our first night there. Um, public transportation in Japan is absolutely incredible. It will get you from point A to point B but you still have to walk through that specific ward. So, uh, second day, this day, let's see. So we got up and Nick, um, our best friend is a huge fish guy. So we went to the Osaka aquarium, maybe the coolest aquarium I have ever been to. <laughs> um, it's four levels, and once you get to a certain point, they have a three-story high fish tank with two whale sharks. And I never thought I wanted to see a whale shark until I saw one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the picture you sent us of it. It was massive. Oh, I got a great video just standing by the glass of that thing going like straight by. And yeah, it was incredible. So this, um, the Minato Ward is the entertainment district of Osaka. Um, across this bay is actually uh, Universal Studios. I, th I can't remember if it's Universal Studios Osaka or Universal Studios Japan. But you can, uh, you can see the Hogwarts Castle and all of that if you ride the giant Ferris wheel that's right there. And there's also a nice little shopping center right there by the aquarium. Nice. So we did that, went back to the Airbnb and chilled for a couple hours and then caught a train down to the Sumiyoshi ward to this little park. I can't remember the name of it. But um, Japan has these really cool art exhibits called Team Labs. And this one is called Team Labs Borderless. So they set up a section in this park that's just a giant interactive art exhibit. So you can walk up to, you know, these giant eggs and move them around. And um, um, they had the giant inflatable arm guys waving around at one point. The first time we went, we did... Uh, planets i think it was team lab planets and we wanted to make sure to hit as many of these while we could while we we're in japan because they are just absolutely incredible it's probably one of my favorite things to do while we were there it's 
I'm looking up all this stuff as you talk about <laughs> I like you said, I'll I'll send pictures over to to Golden Jay. That way he's got stuff for the show notes for anybody who wants to see him. Um Wednesday we we just did a shopping day. We went up to Osaka Station to book our passes back up to Tokyo and all of that. Um Osaka Station's got a nice little mall underneath of it. Um so that was about it. It was just a, it was a chill day because we'd we'd walked so much the three days prior that we didn't want to do a lot. Thursday, we took off early morning and went down to Awaji Island. Um, so we took a train over to the the Mako station, and then you have to catch a bus down to Awaji. If you're going to Japan, you don't have to have a bus pass, but when you get on a bus, make sure you take a ticket so you can pay your fare as you're getting off. This little section down to Owaji from Mako was the hardest part of traveling the entire trip because we'd never we'd never taken a bus before while we were there. We'd always just taken the train. Um <clears throat> sorry. While we were on Awaji, we went to a theme park because Jess is a huge Naruto fan. And we uh we gotta spend the day with Naruto. <laughs> it's uh it's really cool. They have giant statues of everything. Um if you pay for the extended pass, you get um to solve quests and interact with like the characters and stuff. Um, I will say that the second quest has you climbing through a giant tree house. So you're literally climbing up like this built structure and navigating it like it's a maze. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but I'm too old for that kind of stuff. My back was back was killing me by the end of the by the end of that um giant really fast slide at the end of it though that was a lot of fun and then i would i would imagine with all that walking you guys have already done i mean my back would be killing me too just in um, the walking alone i went i i went and bought new shoes before we went and i'm so glad that i did because i mean we ended up walking in 2 weeks like 150 miles right it was insane um yeah but that naruto park man that if you're if you're a big anime fan they do uh they have a demon slayer park a naruto park and then just the standard theme park there and it's built into the mountain so it's it's just a beautiful beautiful area to go and travel Friday, we went to Kyoto. So you can jump on a, uh, they call them fast pass trains, essentially, to take you up to this section of the city. Um, we did uh, Fushinari this day. So this is the really famous shrine you see um, with all the Tori gates, the big orange gates. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, and it's literally built into a mountain. So you're climbing through, I think there's 10,000 of them. And as you're walking through them, you're climbing the mountain uh, at this shrine. It's um, the first time we went, this is where Jess snapped a picture of the pregnancy test. Uh-huh. She, we found out she we were having Sora. Yes, that's why when you say the big orange statues, we all know exactly who you're yeah, talking about. Exactly. Um she meant to take one this time that was negative. <laughs> but we totally forgot. Not a high priority to get an get a negative uh, test on pictures. It wasn't, you know, it was just one of those things. <laughs> um following Fushinari, we went down to Nara, which is famous for uh they're deer. So if you go into this uh, Kusagancho Park, sorry, I'm going to butcher some of these names, guys. Um, It's the park where deer will walk up to you and bow. <laughs> we kind of messed up this time because we went so late in the evening after going to Fushianari that it was dark and kind of rainy by the time we got there. So... We didn't we didn't get to spend a lot of time like we did the first time we went. Um, but yeah, man, the deer walk right up to you. You can pet them, you can feed them. They'll bow, and it's it's a very very cool experience the first time you get to do it. Hmm. And then we went back to the Airbnb because it was by that time it was pretty late. And I think this night at Morimino Station, there's actually a ramen shop right off the station. And if you're in that area, I highly recommend it. It's just a little hole in the wall. But man, that was the best ramen I might have ever eaten. It was just it was so good, and we might have been so hungry that it just made it that good. But mm-hmm. nice. That was a that, long day, wasn't it? It was a very, very long day. I mean the the train ride from Osaka Station to Kyoto is it's about an hour and a half. So I mean, it's it makes for a long day. Um, Saturday we got up, went and did Osaka Station and Shin Osaka Station again. Now Shin Osaka is the station where the bullet train actually comes in. So that is the actual like main Osaka station for, um, incoming and outgoing. So we jumped back up there and then went back up to Kyoto and did the uh, bamboo forest. Um, it's it's cool. The first time you go, I don't recommend going more than one time. It it packs up very very fast because it's a it's a very heavily. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? advertised uh, tourist attraction. Gotcha. 
And then from there, we went back to Kyoto. We were going to do Old Town Kyoto this day, but I think all of us were just, we're really feeling the wear from walking the few days prior and we ended up going back to Osaka and eating at that ramen shop again. <laughs> you say that old, good. Did you say Old Town Kyoto? Yeah. Now, if you would have went there, would you have sang the song? The old, old town road. Are you gonna take my horse to the old town Kyoto? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Would you even thought of that? Probably not. Okay, just check. I was I was so fried by this point in the trip oh, that that I wouldn't have even come to mind. <laughs> um, the reason they wanted to go to old town Kyoto is, um. They obviously they wanted to see the castles and stuff because Kyoto was the original capital of Japan and not okay. Tokyo. But there's a uh, Starbucks that's built into these the old uh, buildings. Really? And yeah, Jess was like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." And yeah, we were just at that point we were also tired. We we're like, "Screw Starbucks, we're done." <laughs> no Starbucks for you. You can get that in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and everywhere in Japan, too. They're all over the place. Yeah. Hey, might as well go international with them. They they make a killing. That's for sure. I'll bet. So Sunday, we jumped back on the bullet train and went up to Odawara Station, which is uh, the township of Odawara, and then jumped on a train and took it back to Hakone. And then we took a bus from Hakone up into the mountains so we could stay at an Airbnb with a natural fed hot spring. Oh. And this was probably my favorite part of this entire trip. It was uh, relaxing. The air was clean. The hot spring was (laughs) (laughs) life-changing. Um. If I could go back and do it again, I probably would have spent another night in Hakone. And uh, if I zoom in, I think. We can see you in the hot spring. (laughs) You can see me in the hot spring. All this open mountain right here is actually golf courses. So if you're into that stuff, you can go do that while you're there too. This, uh, the bus ride up the mountain was miserable though. So they pack as many people as they can on these buses, and then you follow this road right here all the way up, wherever it branches off and goes up. But that, What's, the name? What's the name of that road right there next to your house? Next to the house? Yeah, zoom in right there. Go up a little bit. Shitsugin? <laughs> <laughs> my my brother's a four-year-old guy. <laughs> uh but the bus driver, man, he was whipping that bus around those curves and it was if you get any kind of uh car sickness, say off the bus going up the mountain. The ride back down the next day was a lot more uh tolerable. I think the gentleman was a little bit older. But the bus fare going up, I think was about twelve bucks. Oh, right on. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Hot springs were amazing. Um this right here is actually Mount Fuji. 
Oh. So on a good day on the right side of this mountain, you actually can see Mount Fuji as well. Nice. We couldn't see it from exactly where we were at, but it's right there. It is right there. Monday, we uh, jumped back on that train and went into Tokyo for the last week. Um, it wasn't too bad. We stayed in uh, Toshima City or Ikebukuro. I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd highly recommend staying in Ikebukuro. There's just not a lot to do. And it was about a, our Airbnb was a 20 minute walk from the nearest station. Um, so this night we just kind of stayed in and waited for our luggage to be delivered because that is a very prominent thing in Japan is you can ship your luggage to wherever you're going. That way you don't have to worry about taking it on the trains or anything like that. Hmm. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I always just carried my own luggage around, but I always pack light. In countries where there's um, very predominant public transportation, not like the United States, right? it's a lot more common because it, you know, everybody packs onto these trains. There are times in Tokyo where you're on a train and you're literally front to back with somebody else. I mean, it's it's uncomfortable and it's it's not very fun. <laughs> you just hope that it's a cute little Japanese girl in front of you is what you're saying. Well, you don't want to be the weird old man. either. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy that goes to the zoo by himself. <laughs> One time. So Tuesday, we left our Airbnb in... Ikibukuro and went down and Amanda wanted to see the Shibuya Scramble, which is the very famous, busiest crossing in the world. Um, Man, it's 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 a cool little place to go and people watch. And Shibuya is a very, very busy section of the city. Um, They're doing a ton of construction on that station right now, so it was kind of a hassle to get in and out, but um, the first time we went, we actually stayed in Shibuya about four blocks up from the scramble. So that was really cool. We were in, in doing that every day and Amanda got to go walk through it. So is that like the scramble that they have down at, uh, in Muncie at Ball State? So like, like 10 times the size. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of figured it was a lot bigger, <laughs> but I mean, you can cross from corner to corner and, mm-hmm. and in the whole nine yards mm-hmm. right on. Yeah, it's I mean the thing the thing about Japan is it's organized chaos. <laughs> so with that Shibuya scramble, you know, there are I think it's five intersections that kind of makes a star. And people will not walk through the center very often. They'll stay on the crosswalks and make their way around. But they can walk straight across if they wanted to. They could, yeah. But is most that... people won't. I don't know if it's um superstition or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know why they do it that way. I mean, you will see it. People will like if they're in a hurry, run across the center. Right. Um, the crossings don't last that long, though. You know, maybe a minute, and then it fills right back up. And right. But you can go and um, there are skyscrapers all around it, so you can go up in the skyscrapers and actually watch it. And yeah, it's just cool. It's it's interesting because you know I've never been to Times Square or anything like that, so just seeing that many people doing their thing is is interesting. Right, right. I'm trying to think of what we did that night. I kind of think we just did a little shopping at Tokyo Station after that and then went back to the Airbnb and slept. The problem I have with Tokyo is it's a business city. So it's good for shopping, but there, to me, there isn't a lot to do aside from, you know, like the main tourist attractions. Um, So our time in Tokyo was a lot more relaxed than it was in Osaka and Kyoto. We kind of just spent time being lazy and not doing a lot. Uh, what day am I at? Wednesday. Or the... There we go. Tuesday. 22nd. Um, so Wednesday the 22nd, we got up and went to Shimbashi Station and then took a second, um, train over to Diver City or Odaiba because Diver City is actually the place that has the giant Gundam. Yeah. Gundam. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge Gundam fan, so I wanted to see it again. Um, it's a giant shopping mall behind it. And the top floor is a museum, uh, for gunplay, which is, uh, Gundam models. It's a it's another one of those really, really cool experiences that I think if you do it once, you don't have to do it again. And this was our second time doing it. So it was kind of it was just OK. And then we went to Team Labs Planets. And like I was saying, for the one in Kyoto. This is a giant art exhibit. This one is a little more interactive than the borderless. Uh, when you get there, you have to pre-book your tickets, by the way. Um, they take you inside. They tell you to roll up your pants, take your shoes and socks off because you're going to get wet. And then you walk through this art exhibit and you're literally walking up uh waterfall over glass panels with LEDs hanging down and changing colors and um the other one is you walk into a room and you're about knee high in water and they've got projectors up above you that are putting koi fish through the water that um if you follow them around they'll swim in front of you and move kind of with you 
I I can't talk about these team labs enough, man. They're they're incredible. If you get a chance to go to them, I think they actually have one in Miami too. If you get a chance to go and do these art exhibits, I just I highly highly recommend them anywhere in the world. Um So after we got out of there, it was it was getting pretty late. We left and went back up to the Airbnb. Hey, Sky, before you zoom too far out there, go yeah. back in again. Is that a roundabout in the middle of the bay right there? Stop. Oh, the road that the road yeah. that loops right there? Yeah, it looks like a roundabout over in the water. Do you see it over there? Oh, right here? No, over, a little bit farther to your left. Oh, right here. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually, I think this is Rainbow Bridge. Um, so they light up this whole bridge at night in different colors, or maybe that's the train track. And I can't remember exactly where Rainbow Bridge is, that might be it. Um, but they light up Rainbow Bridge at night, yeah, you know, like they light up anything in the United States at night. Oh, right on. Um, it's just, it's it's one of those those weird attractions that's that's cool to see and um the traffic actually coming into Odiva is insane because this is this is kind of the main port area in this section too. That so you'll sense. see a lot of uh cruise ships come in here and right. whatnot. Yeah, that's uh because it probably has a direct link out, doesn't it? Yep. Thursday. Thursday, we went and did some shopping in Shinjuku because there was a bookstore that Jess wanted to go to. And then we came back up and did the Pokemon Center in um, Ikibukuro. If you're a big Pokemon fan, I, I recommend going to these things all over Japan. They're just, they're cool. They have uh, Pokemon statues and it just the shops are incredible and they offer uh, sections for people who still play Pokemon Go and trading cards and all of that. Um, the main one is actually in Ikibukuro at Sunshine City and they have uh, Mario store and I think there's a Hello Kitty store in there and then a... Uh, Studio Ghibli store as well. Nice. So just a just a shopping day on Thursday. Oh, and you know what else we did on Thursday? We uh we ate wagyu. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. Um, somebody graciously offered to buy us some wagyu while we were over there, so we accepted and. Me and Jess had a $300 Wagyu meal. Um, oh, man. It was... Nothing, nothing like it, is it? It's, it's meat it's butter. So good. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> well, it's, it's different there than it is here, too, right. because it's so fresh. And they cook it, you know, on a hot pot right in front of you. And, yeah. Uh, we... I wish I would have grabbed that card. 
um wagyu mafia i think is where we ate we ate that night and man the beer was good it was <laughs> it was strong but it was good and then at the end of it they make a um wagyu ramen and that was killer too yeah the the wagyu i had was when i was in miami and they, it was direct shipped yeah there. it was um gary v's thing he did um i can't remember exactly where it was but yeah it was it was amazing it was the first time i ever had wagyu and the first time i ever had halibut oh really and halibut is delicious also i've only had knockoff wagyu <laughs> arby's wagyu doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Andy Andy made some uh, um, wagyu burgers one time, and I just know that they were really really good. It's the best. It's the best basic cheeseburger that I've ever had, and you know he made it with wagyu beef, but uh, probably nothing like what you got yourself into. I just know that it was really good, and I've never never had anything quite like it since. So, man, when you walk into this place, I mean, and we we took the cheap option. Um... Cause they had like a special cut selection too. That was like $400 uh, and they give you like tongue and you know, all the, the specialty cuts. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it was, it was good. Our waitress was fantastic. Um, they, they do speak English. Uh, my biggest complaint with that specific places is at the end of it. Um, they stopped us and they're like, you know, we're trying to Americanize this a little bit. So if you would tip, that would be great because we don't automatically do gratuity like everywhere else in Japan. And they really pushed for that share on Instagram, I think. But we got free ice cream out of it. So Oh, well, see, they, they compensate you a little bit. Yep. It was good. And then uh, Friday, we flew back out. And wait, wait, hold on. Before you fly oh. back out, wait. Um, let's let's rehash that. You did say it was Wagyu Mafia, right? I think it's Wagyu Mafia. Well, no wonder uh, they pushed you for a tip, dude. It's the Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Flying out on Friday. Flying out on Friday. Th- the problem is, is like my Google Maps doesn't give me the exact locations we were at at any given point while we were there. Right. It's kind of very vague and i'm not sure why it did that if maybe it just didn't pinpoint you every stop you guys right yeah yeah i think that's just normal so anyway on friday we uh we flew back out um so you take your train back up to narita station and five hours later you're in taipei and then 16 hours later you're back in chicago and and I I didn't know this until we I think Gunner was telling me that you the the international flights do not fly over water. Yeah, um, I think my Google Maps might have. Well, out. yeah, yeah, you uh, you had it up there a second ago. Yeah, yeah. So you so, can actually you can see here the the flight path we took there and back. Right. Um. You 
you rarely see a plane fly over open water just in case something does happen. Right. No, I understand it. I just never realized it. I just, it's something I never thought of, honestly. Yeah, it's it's weird to think about. This this path is actually goes a little more south because they won't fly over Russia right now. Right, right. Um so we kind of caught the southern end of Alaska, which is really cool to fly over, especially at at night when you can see like uh I think it's Melbourne and Anchorage all lit up. Right. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Ketchikan you know? probably. Ketchikan's probably right along there too. I think. And yeah, I think you're right. I think I remember seeing that on the the flight path. Um, and then yeah, straight down. We flew with A and A because Jess was hoping to catch the Hello uh, Hello Kitty plane. Right. Uh, we weren't that lucky this time so it flew, I, it flew out about um 30 minutes before you i think actually yeah. i was looking at the <laughs> like is this you and jess said no unfortunately so i we flew a and a which is you fly from chicago to taipei for a layover and then back to japan uh next time or if there is a next time we're going to just do a straight flight to japan there's no reason not to it's not worth trying to catch the hello kitty plane there and back for the additional you know 10 hours worth of travel right so yeah i mean that's uh that's my quick two-week breakdown um we did a lot while we were there we visited a lot of uh bookstores um 7-Eleven in Japan is the goat. <laughs> it, it's weird to say that because, you know, 7-Eleven isn't a predominant stop here in the United States, but right. you can walk into a 7-Eleven and buy anything you need. They have the pre-made meals that are all absolutely incredible. Um, they have like your Maruchan ramen uh, beer, yeah, whatever you need. Seven Eleven is the go. You know, there is one thing that I did not hear you mention in your uh, in your places that you went, and that was that didn't you do the Fender Museum? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a one off, and it wasn't it wasn't planned. Uh, we were walking around Tokyo because Jess and Amanda wanted to get tattoos, and they just opened up. Um, making tattooing more common and less of a um frowned upon, yeah, frowned upon right. thing in Japan. So we walked up to this tattoo shop that Amanda had been talking to, and they're like, "Oh well, we can't, we can't get you in." So we walked out, and we actually walked right by the Fender Building, Fender Tokyo, and I was like, "Guys, I'm going in." I was like, "There's no reason for me not to. We're right here." Right. And, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was cool. It, it's not like Sweetwater, um, where everything is, um, kind of in its own sections. Um, but you walk in and I mean, you know, they've got, they've got all the guitars you could want set up to play. Um, my only complaint was, is they didn't, 
the the one guitar strap that was like location exclusive had dogs on it with buttholes (laughs) (laughs) so i picked it up and i was like jess this is this would be a great souvenir and she's like you don't need a guitar strap with a dog show on its butthole (laughs) so i absolutely do (laughs) absolutely but I was I was hoping that they have like pics and stuff that had the location on it, but they didn't. So they did have a cafe in there, and um, it was closed while we while we went. But yeah, that was cool, man. That was cool. <laughs> Those kind of places are always cool if you get a chance to go check them out, especially in another country. I can't imagine. Well, the first time we went, we went to uh, a Harley Davidson, right? Um, because grandma had asked me to go and pick up a, a t-shirt and right. some poker chips. And that was cool. But man, you get into those specialty places and they're just so expensive. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the thing about Japan is the yen is really weak compared to the dollar right now. So while we were there for those two weeks, we, I mean, we spent just under $600. And that's eating out a lot and, you know. Right, right. Souvenir shopping for everybody and and all that. But the, the fenders specifically, I feel like I could have bought them cheaper here. I'm trying you to know. think if imports were actually... Why do I think the imports were actually cheaper in a lot of the series of, of, of guitars? I think the BC Rich was one of the primes. It was an import, and it was just cheaper than the than the local model, but right, uh, or the export or whatever they called it. But um, yeah, I could I could see that. I could I could totally see that. Well, and the other part is is you're actually in Fender Tokyo, and and I mean you know the prestige of being there, you're going to spend the dollars for it. It's like going and buying a T-shirt at the, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know. What what might be a twenty dollar t shirt someplace else is now a fifty dollar t shirt when you buy right. it there because you actually bought it there and that makes you know that some people you know like that idea some people would rather wait and get it someplace else so we could say the same thing about the pro shop in Kansas City you know you could go to Rally House and get it a little bit cheaper but you can buy it in the pro shop at the at the stadium <laughs> the the thing is is you know. I was looking for a very specific guitar while we were there. Um, in the seventies, they built Aspen guitars right in Japan. I was like, if I can find one and bring back, that would be great. So we were going into these, um, thrift shops in Japan looking for guitars and we never found one, but even like the Gibsons and stuff that were over there were still marked up, you know, 300,000 yen, which is, just it's like three thousand dollars here right on so it just buying a guitar while we were over there wasn't wasn't in the books for me well and and even to get it back would have been kind of a little bit of a pain in the butt yeah yeah so yeah i mean there's a there's a quick breakdown chuck for uh the japan trip if you if you want to know any more kind of in-depth details i will uh, keep an eye on the email or you can just have my dad give you my number. <laughs> there you go. 
make it happen. Yep. Jess, Jess did a great job with booking the trip. I mean, it was it's like, that's her job. It's, I don't know. <laughs> what? We, we got there and we had a very set schedule that was open to change if needed. And so we, we got to do a lot of the things we wanted to do and then a little bit more. So. Good deal. That's what vacation's all about. You got to have a schedule, but you got to make sure that it's loose enough to be able to tackle some things you see along the way. Because too if you, you run a straight schedule too hard and it's just not going to be any fun. Two weeks is a lot. Um, it is. I think by, by about the week and a half mark, we were, we were all ready to be home. Right. Um, I do, I think Tokyo might be a little bit to blame on that. Just because, like I said, it's not, it's not as tourist friendly as like Osaka and Kyoto where you can go out and see the old city or, or whatever. You're kind of just there to shop and. It's not necessarily a landing spot for a lot of fun shit. Yeah. Right. It's the. I need to be here because my plane leaves in a couple days. Right. So we're going to chill and eat ramen yeah. and, and uh, Wagyu and call it good. Yeah. <laughs> now tell me these, these 16 hour flights, you were actually in this plane for 16 hours flying across there. What do you do for 16 hours? Uh, well, I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a bad idea. It's, um, they have TVs and stuff built into the headrests and they offer a lot of newly released movies. Uh huh. So you can, I mean, I think on my flight, I watched the new uh, TMNT movie, the animated one. I watched, um, uh, not across the spider. Yeah. Across the spider verse, the new Spider-Man movie. Right. Uh, what was your fish. meal? Do you get meals? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't care for the meals on the, on these flights. Cause they just, they, they feel cheap. Right. And when you're in economy, I'm sure they probably are cheap. Compared to, <laughs> the compared first to class. Else. Uh, I think one was like, uh, pork belly and rice and just, you know, really thin cut pork mustard chicken was another one uh yeah that's all i can remember off the top of my head right they're on. just they're just okay it's not if you can afford like a premium economy or higher i'd recommend going with that something a little, little more reg, leg room maybe to man it the problem is, is the seats are not comfortable either. Right. So you're you're sitting in economy, and there are three of you in a row. You can only tilt your chair back about half a foot. Right. So you're trying to get comfortable, and a 16 hour flight in that that kind of um, condition is not not fun. No, it doesn't sound like fun. It was pretty miserable. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, when we flew out, it was 
it was night. So the second you hit altitude, they're like, close your windows. So you got to close the windows. So you can't just like look out and enjoy and the view. Enjoy, enjoy the, the view. lights. Yeah. Why do they make you close the windows? Because I think people are trying to sleep. So it, it you know, when you're you're crossing date lines and stuff, it's you you see the sunrise and set while you're on that plane. Right. So they're trying to get you kind of acclimated to where you're going back to and all that. So they just tell you to close the windows. That way people can sleep and not be worried about if it's daylight or, or dark yeah. out or uh, right on. I think the entire flight back, they had the lights dimmed except for when we were eating. I don't know, man. Uh, I've flown, and uh, I'm not sure that I could spend 16 hours in that seat. It's not fun. No. Chicago Airport for International is not fun right now either because they're, they're redoing the whole terminal. Right. And it's a nightmare. <laughs> now is not a good time to go to Japan no. out of Chicago. It took us, I think, almost two hours to get through customs in the U.S. Uh, well, that's always fun. Do you, uh, you end up with a body cavity search this round? Not this round. Not like Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Iceland. <laughs> Actually, uh, I was going to bring you guys back some, some sake. And I was at Narita Airport, and... I had a bottle of sake and a bottle of wine. And I went to check out and she's like, do you have a layover? I was like, yeah, I got one in Taipei. And she's like, I don't recommend buying this because they will take it in Taipei. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's something to do with um, customs in Taipei. And if they see you with, with a bag and they'll look through it and they will, they will take it so and they I, will drink it. Those bastards. Those bastards. So <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't bring back, <laughs> I couldn't bring back any sake. It's okay. It's not, it's not very good anyway. Sake is not very good. Yeah. Not my thing. <laughs> well, you're supposed to drink it warm anyway, right? It depends on the sake actually. Oh, right on. There are warm variants and cold variants. I believe that. All right, guys, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, good job, Sky. Yeah, very good job. Hopefully, um, uh, Chuck and his family can uh, um, kind of take in from that, and uh, you know, maybe they'll plan a trip to <laughs> maybe they'll plan a trip to Japan. And obviously, they're not going to stay in Tokyo now, so. <laughs> Chuck, I, I tell you what, man. If you need a tour guide while you're there, uh, me and Jess are both very experienced. <laughs> yeah, they could take a third trip over there and take you around. She's already talking about taking the kids in a few years. So right on, right on. All right, guys. Well, seriously, uh, thank you everybody for um, checking out Golden Image Podcast, our, our trip to Japan. Uh, not nothing local today. <laughs> um, I hope everybody had a great Christmas and a, and a, and a really good new year. 
we didn't really talk about that. Maybe uh, I don't know that there's anything spectacular. I know Skyler kind of stayed in. Gunner was with me till about 10 o'clock, and then they went back home. And um, we finished up at Scott's at 12.05, and we headed home too. So, I mean, not a real exciting New Year's for, for us, but uh, Christmas was pretty great. I thought so. Um, hope everybody out there had a great holiday season as we get ready to kick into the 2024 and hope, um, everything you guys got planned comes true. And if you liked us, send us an email, goldenmojoent at gmail.com. Go check out our website, goldenmojoent.com. Right. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes I get, <laughs> sometimes I get that confused because they're so close. Um, and of course, you know, check out the other podcast in the Golden Mojo Empire, which includes the Call Guys, uh, United States Paranormal, Indiana Chiefs fans, Golden Eighties. That's it. But right now, that's it. You can always check out the backlog of A Court of Books and Booze and Murder Nerds. Uh, we are working to make sure that all those stay in the universe out there so that you guys can still go check those out. So, all right. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks where we're off for another adventure. Not sure where we're going yet, but it should be fun. <laughs> Later. Oh, I finally got a crap this game. Rock on! Oh! Wow! No, 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 no!